All right, church. Good morning, everybody. Ooh, that was pretty good for catching you guys like that, yeah? Stand next to me here. Well, welcome. Everybody, please have, let's please stand to your feet. We're going to, well, we do something called a call to worship. Uh, before we do that, uh, we're just excited to have Sydney with us today. Uh, Sydney's with us, and she is going to join us for the next couple weeks uh, helping us lead worship. We're excited that she's here. Uh, but what I want to, I have a scripture I want to read, and then we're going to read something together as we get started. And the word for this morning that I really believe God is doing is magnify. Magnify, magnify, magnify. Magnify his name. Magnify his glory. Magnify everything about him and who he is. In Psalm 34, and this isn't on the screen, but I just want to read it. says, I will exalt the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Verse 3 says, glorify or magnify, in another version, the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. Let us exalt His name together. This is why we gather. This is why the church gathers. This is why you can't always do this online, because there's a community of people that gather together to worship the risen King collectively. The Bible says collectively. So I've got a scripture up there I want to put up. Jed, if you could throw that up there for me. It's in Revelations 4 and verse 11. I want us to read this together on three. One, two, three. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Hallelujah, Father. Let us worship. Church, let us worship the risen King. The Word says in Ephesians, for we... For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Our battle is not with flesh and blood. And in the battles that we're, that we're fighting, the cares of this world that are pressing in, it's in the quiet crying out of our hearts. It's in the surrendering the releasing and letting go in magnifying the mighty person of Jesus, the name of Jesus. Oh, I've gotten up here so many times and under the unction of the Holy Spirit, I have yelled and hollered about how his name is higher. His name is higher. But this morning, it's in the stillness of your surrender to the mighty name of Jesus that battles are being waged and won on your behalf. We have stood as a family, as a congregation, and we have decreed and declared with volume. And this morning, I'm telling you that it is in the quiet surrender of your hearts to Jesus that he is working, he is working, he is working. And I think about the armies of Israel surrounded on all sides, surrounded on all sides, and the king turned to the Lord, and the Lord said, put the worshipers out in front. Put the worshipers out in front. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, And the entire narrative 
The entire narrative of the Old Testament is a people desperate for a Savior, longing to reach heaven, to touch heaven, to have his presence and his power move on their behalf. We have that Savior. (laughs) His presence. He is working. He is working. Let us worship because he is worthy. And he's ours, and we are his. Let us worship. In Isaiah 49, it says, Thus says the Lord, In the acceptable time, I have heard you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. I will preserve you and give you as a covenant to the people to restore the earth, to cause them to inherit the desolate heritages. That you may say to the prisoners, go forth. And those who are in darkness, show yourselves. And they shall be freed. And their pastures shall be on all desolate heights. They shall neither hunger nor thirst. Neither heat nor sun shall strike them. For he who has mercy on them will lead them. Even by the springs of the water he will guide them. The word says, I will make each of my mountains a road, and my highway shall be elevated. (laughs) Surely these shall come from afar. Look, those from the north and from the west. And from the land of Sinim, sing, O heavens, be joyful, O earth, <laughs> be joyful, O earth, and break out in singing, O mountains, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has comforted us this morning, and he will have mercy on his afflicted. Thank you, Father. He will have mercy on the afflicted. I just recently watched Ben-Hur for the first time, and oh, do I love me some Charlton Heston. I just do. I just do. I think he looks like Tom Brady, and he's just phenomenal at being whatever biblical character he wants to be. And I watched Ben-Hur and his mother and his sister were afflicted with leprosy. And they went and they hid themselves among the caves and among the caverns. And they were so ashamed. And they were so scared. They were so scared that their suffering and their pain would be spread. And that it would grow. And as, as Jason was reading out of the book of Isaiah, I'm just standing here and I'm seeing those caverns. And I'm seeing, I'm seeing the suffering people who are hiding They're hiding their faces. They're hiding their scars. They're hiding their pain. They're hiding the ugliness that has attached itself to them. And the Lord says, turn thy face unto heaven from whence your help comes from. And I see the people coming and I see Jesus standing on a hill, standing up in the sunlight, standing up on a, on the, on the high place and the people coming, they're coming out of the caves. They're coming out of the dark places and they're believing 
in him. They're trusting in him. And they're trusting in him and putting action to their belief. And they're coming out. And they're coming out slowly and they're afraid. And they're covering their faces. But they're coming. And they're coming. They're drawing toward him. And he stands up on the high place. And they're coming. They're coming up and they're standing in his presence and he is making them whole. He is making you whole. He is pulling out of you. He's pulling out of you pain and you're going to feel it. You feel the pain that is hidden. You feel the suffering and do not run and do not hide from it any longer. Rip open. Rip your garments and let it out. You will feel it for but a moment. Hallelujah. But the victory and the healing that comes from exposing the wound, expose it. That's right. For what is exposed to the sunlight That's and right. to the air will heal. That's right. He is the healer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Father. He is the healer. Thank and you, you know, Father. we like to sing songs about him kicking down walls to get us and climbing yeah. mountains to get us, but do you know yeah. I believe that he yeah. is He is the Savior. He stands, and we come to Him. It is our faith that puts motion, puts action to us. He is our healer. He is calling us out of the dark places. He is calling us out of the caverns. That's right. He doesn't climb in and crawl in and muck Himself up to get to us. He calls us out of the muck. That's right. He calls us out of the muck because he's already paid the price. He's already done the work. He suffered. He suffered. He suffered so that we can be called out of hiding. And I call forth this family, this church out of hiding today in the name of Jesus. We don't like the word suffering. We don't like it. But I'll tell you, it's for real It's for real. In this world, we have trouble. In this world, we have trouble. And the enemy lies in wait for us even before we're born. Even before we're born. The scars and the hurts that we carry, that we try so hard to cover and hide. He says, as I draw them out of you, as I pull them out of you, yeah, you're going to feel it. But trust me. Trust me. Pain with purpose. Pain with purpose can be woven, (laughs) woven into a tapestry of ministry that will draw others out of hiding. (laughs) Your pain and your suffering that the enemy meant for your destruction and your death and for your harm will be drawn out and will be woven into a life that is glorified for his glory and others will look and they will see and they will know and they will look at you and they will say my God, my God look what the Lord has done look what the Lord has done for his glory thank you Jesus thank you Lord thank you Jesus we trust in you, Lord. Well, there's a word that I need to start being bold. <laughs> so, church, I'm going to invite you to come up here. 
There's a, this is a word from the Lord, and it takes more than just standing there. If that word was for you this morning, I invite you to come up here. The worship team's going to continue to sing that song. Maybe we'll do a little I exalt thee in there again. But if that is you this morning, take that step of faith. Faith without action is dead. So get to your feet. Walk up here. Surrender it all to Him this morning. Surrender it all to Him this morning. No one's judging you. No one's looking. I wonder what that issue is. I wonder what her issue is. No, come up here. Bring your issue to the altar. He knows what the issue is. He knows the challenge that you have. Come up here. Worship the risen King. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We exalt Thee. We exalt Thee. We surrender to You. We magnify Your name. We magnify Your name. Bodies being healed. Relationships being restored as we surrender to You. The bondage of sin being broken in the name of Jesus. We exalt You. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. Oh, fear the Lord, you His saints. There is no want to those who fear Him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek the Lord shall lack, shall not lack, shall not lack. Those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. As you seek His kingdom and His righteousness, the Word says all these things shall be added unto you. Thank you for adding these things to us. As we close out this time of pressing into His presence, I need you to know, and over and over I'm going to tell you, because if there's one thing a mama does, it's she repeats herself over and over and over again. Is that, you know, so many times I've pressed into his presence and I'm just like, Lord, let it be today. Let it be today that I am utterly and completely free. And, you know, I didn't ever walk away and like magically the next day, you know, I wasn't struggling. I wasn't still fighting doesn't ever take the fight away. The fight doesn't ever go away. Do you know why? It's because we are points of light in in a dark world. Okay, so if we all could see with spiritual eyes and we couldn't see our physical bodies, what we would see is a point of light, a point of light, a point of light, a point of light, and also fire. Baptized in the Holy Spirit, you got fire. You got fire. You would see, if, if we didn't have bodies, what we would see is points of light and fire. And darkness is all around us. And they lay in wait and they lay traps for for light. And there have been days and there have been times when I am pressing into the Lord. I'm in the word. And sometimes those are the worst days. I have been, I have, I have had darkness come and surround me. And you know what I did? I called to another light giver. And she began to speak the truth, speak the truth, speak the truth. And my light began to grow and grow and grow. And so I've talked about this so much. We come into the house of God and we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to one another. You have to understand that this is a family. You don't get to be alone. You don't get to walk alone. You don't get to. 
We have a responsibility to one another to set aside, to get ourselves off of our mind as much as possible and to receive from heaven so that the light of our spirit can grow and can join with those points of light around us. And then those who are struggling will feel the presence of God will feel his presence and then his glory will come and dwell here among us and i'm telling you what the difference between his presence and his glory you correct me if i'm wrong is that his presence is sweet and we come into his presence and we can enjoy it but when his glory falls it changes you that's right there is transformation that happens And the Monday morning fight might still be there. But what I'm telling you is you will be renewed in your strength to fight it. The word of God will have grown on the inside of you for having been in his presence. And you will carry the glory of God with you into the fight. Into the fight. And then week after week after week after week, you come back into the family and we draw in together and we strengthen one another. We strengthen one another. And then you go back into the fight. And I'm telling you this right now as a matter of absolute fact, you will look back. You will look back over the years and you may not have received some sudden miracle, but you will be the miracle. You will be the miracle because those things that once hindered you suddenly will be nothing, will be so small. And when the voice of fear speaks, you'll suddenly be like, who are you? Off you go because you will have strengthened yourself up. Show me a bodybuilder who prays for muscles on Sunday and gets them on Monday. Show them to me. Where's he at? Oh my gosh, they train, they lift, and they don't just do that, they eat. They have to, there's, there's not one area of their life that they can neglect. That's right. So I'm telling you this now. God wants to work in your life. He wants to remove things in your lives. He is the victory, and you will have victory in him. It's in the walking. It's in the walking. We are victorious in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's funny. Psalm, Psalm 34 has been weaved throughout this entire service. And the end of it says this. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers yes. him out of them all. He guards his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked and those who hate the righteous shall be condemned but the Lord redeems the soul of his servants and none none of those who trust in him shall be condemned none shall be condemned thank you Father Father we just thank you for this morning we thank you for your presence and we thank you for your glory we thank you for transformed lives we thank you that you are good and you do good and your mercies are new Every morning, we thank you for it. In your precious name, we pray. Amen. Amen. If I'd like to invite Carmi Moore up here, if you guys want to have a seat before you, if you guys give us a little background music before you. Sorry, Sydney. Um, yeah, I don't know how long we're going to be up here, guys. This is like just hang with us here. But we promised before the kids leave, we promised a testimony. With some miracles. Yeah, uh, Kyle, do you want her to use this mic okay? Can she just use this one? 
Okay. We promised some miracles and a word from Carmi on her trip and what the Lord has done as she traveled, really traveled quite a bit down the globe, I should say. So share with us what God has in store for you. Thank you, sir. It's an honor. First of all, um, I want to thank each and every one of you for your prayers because they truly were felt. In the book of James, it says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. In other words, a lot happens. And so much happened on this trip that I, it would take a long time to share. The pastor had said before we left that uh, he wanted to hear about some miracles. Amen. And uh, God is the God of miracles here in Erie, Pennsylvania, but God is the God of miracles in the Dominican Republic because he is an awesome God. He is a God that is above every situation and circumstance because he loves us big time. Um, Pastor, uh, I I don't know, but God's speaking to my heart right now and said, somebody in here thinks that God's mad at them. But I want you to know that God is not mad at you, but that God loves you. I want you to know that God loves you. I don't care what you've done, and I don't care what you've thought. But God loves you. He's not mad at you. So shake off that guilt and shake off that shame because he loves you big time. Amen. Well, one of the awesome miracles that we heard about, and of course, Pastor, we don't get the uh, testimonies after the women leave. We get it from the year before. So one of the awesome things that happened last year was one of the ladies who had been uh, plagued with um, HPV, human papillomavirus, where she was to the point of cancer, uh, had lost all her menstrual cycle for over a year. And um, she had young lady, really suffering big time, had gone back and forth to the doctor, and the doctor didn't even want to do any more procedures on her due to the fact that the cancer situation was there. And God totally healed her 100%. That's the God that we serve. She prayed the prayer of faith, and we added our faith to her. And as we laid hands on her, she received total restoration to her body. She's whole now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give God the glory, for he has done great things. Another thing that happened while we were praying for the women before we left this year, and Judy, one of the girls who was on our team, let me tell you something. First of all, there's, there is power in unity. And where was 13 of us women who went, and we were filled with the Holy Spirit, and we had one thing in mind, for God to be glorified, and truly he was. He was tr- glorified because of the unity that there was between us. We added our faith together and God did the great things. Judy was praying for a lady and God told Judy before the lady even came up, get the chair out. And Judy said, oh boy, we've been here before, Lord. She pulls the chair out and the lady comes up and she says, man, I've been having all this pain on this one side of my body. And she says, I just can't get out of this pain. And Judy said, well, God said, sit down. So she sat down and Judy pulled her legs up and one leg was this much shorter than the other. And Judy prayed and the leg grew right out. Hallelujah. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when he healed the blind Bartimaeus, he healed that lady. He healed that human papillotovirus 
coronavirus. There's nothing impossible for our God. He is a good, good father. Buen, buen padre, as they say in, in, the, in the Dominican Republic. And um, I'm expecting great returns from all that was done this year. And of course, we're not going to hear it until we go back next year. But the foundation that was laid six years ago when we first started this women's conference has grown to the point that these women pastors in these villages are growing in the word. The foundational teaching has been laid, and they are growing in the word, and they are seeing signs and wonders in their villages, way back in the sugarcane fields. God is a God of today. He's not a God of yesterday. He's a God of today. And what he did there, if there's a need here today, don't go home hurting. Don't go home burdened. The power and the presence of God is here today. I mean, I almost couldn't come up these steps today. My legs are still shaking. I don't know about y'all, but the power and the presence, the glory of the Lord is here today. He is here in our presence. We invited him in. He didn't go out the door. So if you have a need today, please don't leave without the need being met. And I want to just share a scripture. If it'll come up, I'm not really good at this thing. It's okay. Come on, little guy. Aha. Colossians 1, verse 26 from the... Thank you, Jesus. The passion. There's a divine mystery, a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations. But, por qué? But, now is being revealed. Oh, Lord unfolded and manifested in every holy believer. How many holy believers do we have here today? Hallelujah. In every holy believer to experience living within you, living within me, Christ, who floods you with an expectation of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of the glory for his people. And God wants everyone to know it in Jesus' name. Thank you you so much. Thank you, Father. Give her a hand. Thank you. Wow. I feel like we've had some church already this morning, yeah? Well, kids, you guys are just getting started because you guys get to go and go do some kids' ministry. So middle school, uh, actually, it's a family Sunday. So middle school, I don't know. You guys should know if you're going or not. Yeah, middle school goes, kids' ministry goes. Parents, if you haven't checked your kids in yet, now's the time to go do it. Otherwise, everybody else, turn around and say hello to someone and enjoy our time of fellowship. All right, church, how many of you are ready to continue to worship the Lord with our giving? Amen. Hallelujah. If you need an offering envelope or if you need a, uh, a bulletin, maybe you didn't get one on the way in, just slip your hand up. Uh, we've got some people or some awesome ushers ready to, uh, ready to serve you. And church, I just want to talk just for a few minutes again. Uh, I've been doing this throughout the month of October. I've been spending a little bit more time talking about tithes, talking about offering, talking about this generation's uh, campaign. Um, and if you're here for the first time, you've not heard this before, but as a church, we believe that the Bible commands us, truly commands us to be tithers, to give the first 10% of everything that God has given to us immediately back to him. And we talked about the scripture a few weeks ago in Malachi, uh, talked about robbing God uh, when we don't give the 10%. Those were tough words. Those, those are the, that's the part of the message I didn't get a lot of amens on, uh, and that's okay. But then the rest of the part, when it says, and he will fill our storehouses to be overflowing, 
Yes, that's when we got a lot of amens, but you notice the one comes before the other, okay? There's this, we tithe and God does his part when we do our part. So many, so many times in scripture you see over and over and over that the blessing is tied to obedience. The blessing is tied to obedience. In Deuteronomy, it's like, the, I think I've called it the, uh, the obedience sandwich, It talks about all the blessings of Abraham and the children of Abraham, but it starts with, I will obey the Lord's commands. Halfway through, he says, don't forget to obey the Lord's commands. And at the end of Deuteronomy 28, I think verse 13, the end of the blessing section, it's like reminding us again, we need to obey the commands of the Lord. Well, today I want to talk about briefly how to reap an abundant harvest. And I'm only going to spend a few minutes on this because I've got something else I want to share with you. But this morning, I want to talk briefly about how to reap an abundant harvest. We were having a provision and harvest lunch. And I've asked the ushers to keep the doors closed for the very reason that I don't want the smell to come in here. Because what will happen is everybody will get be, they'll all be distracted and be like, Pastor Jason, could you wrap this thing up? Because I'm smelling the chicken and the mashed potatoes, okay? So those will be coming in due time. They're all on warmers, so nothing's getting cold. So you're going to have to bear with us for a little bit. Yeah, we're going to have to sit here for a little bit and hear what the Lord has to say. How to reap an abundant harvest. And I shared a little bit about this uh, a couple Wednesday nights ago, but it says this, an abundant harvest is an overflow, a surplus, more than enough, beyond measure. Beyond measure is an abundant harvest. Church, we are believing for an abundant harvest. And I'm not just talking just financially. I'm talking about souls being saved, lives being transformed. And it's one of those things, if you stick here till the end, at the end of my message, I'm going to give you some of the statistics of some of the miracles I've been counting, some of the salvations we've been keeping track of, the things that God is doing, and it truly is miraculous. So guess what, church? Reaping is not automatic. How many know reaping? Anybody have done any farming before? Reaping is not automatic. A farmer doesn't go out and begin to say, okay, all the grain that's out there, go to the barn now. It would be nice. It would be great. You could sit down, maybe get a lazy Susan, a lazy boy chair, and just be like, hey, harvest, come on in. No, guys, there is some work we have to go do. First of all, that farmer had to sow a seed, did he not? That person had to, had to actually sow a seed. And guess what? It won't jump from the field to the barn all by itself. And there's things that we have to do in our life. I'm going to give you three of them. This is a short teaching. I'm going to give you three things that we need to do as those who are trusting in the Lord with our finances, in our relationships, and in all parts of our life, there's three things we need to do. Number one, we reap with obedience. We reap with obedience. If that farmer never sowed that seed, he cannot stand out there and begin to pray over the land to magically begin to have a harvest of something he never planted. Come on, church. So, I mean, we, and we, we pray for financial increase and blessing, but we've never sowed the seed. So, church, we as a church, we as a people need to sow the seed that God is calling us to sow. We reap with obedience. What does that mean? It means the tithe. It means the offering. It means there's laws of sowing and reaping. Deuteronomy 30, verse 9 says this. The Lord your God will make you abound in all the work of your hand. He will make you abound in all the work of your hand, In the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your land, for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over you. I love that. 
He rejoices over us for good as He rejoiced over our fathers. Verse 10, If you obey the voice of the Lord your God and keep His commands and His statutes which are written in the book of the law, and if you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and really the New Testament continues to expand with all your strength, everything that you have, everything that you have, we need to trust in Him. Number two, We reap with words and acts of faith. Again, so we need to sow. We need to be obedient and sow. And then we need to reap. When we reap, we have to do it with words. How many know there's power in our words? There's power in our words. The Bible talks clearly about there's power in the words. But guess what else? Faith without action is dead. And what I I was talking about a little bit on on a Wednesday night, this was actually a couple months ago, I was talking about the miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000. The miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And if you read that portion of Scripture in a couple different Gospels that it, that it uh, talks about, is it says, what did Jesus do? He said he blessed it, and he broke it, and he passed it. So he had just a few loaves, he had just a few fish. He blessed it, he broke it, and he passed it. You see, he spoke it, the word of faith over it. He blessed that seed. He blessed what he had. He broke it. He took an action. And then he began to pass it. And here's what's interesting. It was 5,000 people. And it said men. 5,000 men. Which so if you think number of kids that they had and the women that were there, I'm talking 20,000 people. Now that miracle in and of itself, I want you to understand something. I do not believe, it doesn't say whether or not this is how it happened. But I do not believe that this is how it happened. That all of a sudden... Food for 20,000 people just showed up in a big, big, big pile. It doesn't say that it showed up in a big, big pile. What did it say? It says that they passed it. Do you understand what was happening? Is that every time they took that bread, every time they took that basket and they passed it, God continued to perform a miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. There was, they, they had this faith that, you know what, I'm going to keep passing this thing. And, you know, they start with this and they're passing it down the road. Like, oh my gosh, it keeps coming. Keep passing, keep passing, keep passing. You understand that God is doing a work, a miracle work in the process. I don't believe this was a miracle work like all of a sudden 20,000 loaves of bread show. Showed up. And what happened is afterwards it said, then there were leftover. <laughs> and there was leftover. God is the God of miracles. God takes what we have and He multiplies it. He multiplies it when we sow in obedience and when we speak words of faith and we take action. You see, Jesus took action when He broke that bread, He took action when they began to pass it. He blessed it. And then he passed it. He took a word of action. The third thing we need to do is we need to we reap with songs of praise. We reap with songs of praise. Psalm 67.5 says this, Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. What happens? Then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. And all the ends of the earth shall fear him. There was a word for somebody this morning that the victory is in your praise. The victory is in your... Church, in order to reap an abundant harvest in your life, this goes for relationships, this goes for financially, this goes where you need to sow the seed and be obedient to sowing that seed. You want a strong marriage? You need to sow a seed of blessing into your spouse. 
You want a strong, you want strong children, you want your children, you need to sow seeds of blessing into them. And then you need to speak words of faith over them. And then when you don't see it happen right away, we worship the Lord. We worship while we wait. We praise the risen king while we wait. Sydney, if you want to come back up here. It's easy to praise God when things are going well. <laughs> the church, the Bible tells us, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but he takes us through them all. Through them all. And Liz said earlier, who, who went out front is the worshipers. So church, we need to be a church that worships. We need a church that praises him in the middle of the storm. That says, you know what? I am going to be obedient to what God has told me to do with my finances. Church, as a, as a church family, God has spoken to us that he is going to pay off the debt for this facility. Church, he's going to do it. So the question is, is if you are going to participate or not, that's great. I'm not looking for commitment cards. I'm not looking for this or for that. What is God telling you to go do and then be obedient to it? And I'm telling you, this generation's line on your offering envelope, I said this before, this is above and beyond your tithe. I said this before, please do not give to generations until you begin to fully tithe. Because God says, no, first comes the tithes, then comes the offering above and beyond. And so God's going to do it. He told us as a staff to get a balanced budget. He told us as a staff to take every single dollar that comes in and do two things with it. One, goes right to the principal. Two, he said, take 10% of it, 10% of every generation's fund that comes in, and sow it back into the community. Sow it back into a blessing fund where we can help those in need. And I said, Lord, why are you telling us to do that? Because he wants us to practice. He wants us to begin to get good at developing the relationships. So when this debt is paid off, church, hallelujah, the amount of distribution that we are going to be able to do in this community, the amount of things we're going to be able to affect, the lives that are going to be transformed, both here and out there, is going to be amazing. And what he's doing is he's just getting us ready. He's just preparing us. How long it's going to take, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be pretty quick. So I challenge you, ask, ask the Lord how do I participate in this? And if you don't tithe, I'd really ask the Lord to say, okay, Lord, show me, show me the truth in your word here. So we reap with obedience. We reap with our words and our actions of faith. And we reap with words of praise. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for provision and harvest. I thank you for this lunch we're going to have today that we get to celebrate the amazing things that you are doing in our midst. Father, I just thank you that you are good, that you are a God of multiplication, that you're not mad at us, that you love us. And so, Lord, as we give this morning, as we give back what is rightfully yours, as we give back what you have commanded us to give back, what you've placed in our heart. We turn our eyes to you. We magnify you. We take our eyes off of our bank accounts and off of our finances, off of the struggles that we have, and we turn our eyes to you. And we magnify you in Jesus' name. Amen.